Welcome to the Superpower Success Podcast. It's time to shift your paradigm, gain some inspiration, and get moving towards that next level of success. Today, we are talking about taking action. Um, For many of us, we are in a spot right now, just in terms of our personal lives and our careers and our exhaustion with what's going on in the world where it might seem hard some days to take action. There are days, I'm not going to lie, today was one of them, I just told Renee about this, where I just want to curl up in a ball, throw the covers over my head and just say, I'm not adulting today. Like, I just, I don't want to do anything, right? I don't want to take action today. Don't push me to do that. We all have those days. And so I share that because... For those of you who are listening, and if you had one of those days recently, you are normal, first off, Um, and we all have those, but taking action is is really what does push us through some of these tough times, and that's what we're going to talk about today. So I've got Renee Fry here with me. She's the president of Talent Q. She's also the host of the podcast Careers and Cocktails, which you definitely have to check out just because there's cocktails involved. It's, it's always fun. Um, and so thank you, Renee, for being here and, and, and inspiring me on a day that I need it. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Jamie. So I'd love for you to just start with your journey. You know, as you know, we don't talk about bios here. We just want leaders and successful, you know, people to talk about the journey that's gotten them to where they're at. So share a little bit of that with us. Well, I'm going to take you way back to when I was a second grader. So I grew up on a big, in a big house on a big, beautiful lake, had all the wonderful things that a kid would want, the brand name clothes so I could fit in. And I'm sitting in second grade and my mom comes to class and she says, pack your stuff, we're leaving and we're moving. And I was shocked. Here I am. I'm like, what is happening? I have no idea what's going on. I'm super scared. While we were leaving my dad, um, My dad is an alcoholic and wasn't very present in my life. So my mom moved us to a place about 10 miles from my dad's house. And I started a new school and I was scared at first, but eventually made new friends. Um, Shortly after about a year, we did end up moving back to my dad's place because I think my mom couldn't afford to um, support us on her own and she needed my dad's income. And so Um, I share all of that with you because on the outside, my mom always wanted to show the world that we had this perfect life and we had this, we dressed nice and we look nice, but really deep down, I wasn't able to share any of my feelings with people. And my mom really wanted to, she kept all these secrets for all of my life, you know? And so growing up, I didn't understand it. And I knew that I didn't want to live like that as an adult. I didn't want to keep secrets any longer. And I didn't understand it because when we talk about the difficult things that we go through, there's other people that have gone through that as well. And so I am, you know, want people to realize that no matter what you're going through, other people are going through the same thing. So I think with I share all of that with you because I wanted to prove to the world that I could be financially independent and support myself. And I wanted to prove to the world that I could be successful. So then, you know, I had a great career in recruiting. I got into recruiting, which ironically, I feel like a lot of secrets are kept as well. Like people don't really tell you the hiring practices behind the scenes. There's always, you know, there's always these 
nuances that people don't talk about. And so I made it my mission to pull down that veil and share with everyone because the more we share, the more we all grow. And so after working in um, third-party recruiting, I jumped over to Target Corporation because I wanted to get the corporate recruiting experience so that I could have an edge because I knew that I wanted to start my own recruiting company so I could do it different, so I could share the truth behind everything and behind the candidates and all of that. But I knew I needed to get corporate experience because there's so many recruiting firms out there. So I went to Target Corporation. I was there for seven years. Um, I was fortunate enough to be impacted by a layoff. And I was probably the only person smiling in the room. But two days later, I started Talent Q. And now we're going on year six. And it's just been one hell of a journey. It's so, okay. So I'm like goosebumps over here, like just hearing this story. So you are a perfect example for why we tell journeys and we don't read freaking bios <laughs> because I want people to hear these stories and thank you for being vulnerable because there's a lot of people who wouldn't want the world to know that, right? We, we don't want to share those things that are imperfect about our life, but yet all of this, all of us have them. Right? Right. We all have those stories. And so I think it, it really normalizes it for people that it, where you came from, your past does not dictate your future, right? Unless you let it, right? That's really the difference. And so I think this is it's such an important thing um, for you to share and to, to be open around because I think it gives other people the opportunity to open up and to push through what they're dealing with. So throughout this entire journey, then, you know, you're on the superpower success podcast. So we want to understand what is a superpower that's really helped you throughout all of your life? Yeah, the superpower. So I have a couple, but the one I kept thinking about before when you asked me to be on this was I really don't mind what people think of me. And I was trying to figure out where that came from. So growing up, my mom also, by the way, is deaf, so she can't hear. And I faced a lot of adversity, you know, with her shopping and people wouldn't look her in the face and just crazy stuff with discrimination. But she always complimented me every single day of my life, whether it was about something I did, how I looked, a piece of jewelry, anything. My mom always complimented me. So I think that's where I had this confidence that I needed growing up. But really, truly, you know, it might stem back to all the secrets we had to keep. So I realized at an early on that nobody's going to walk in my shoes. No one's going to live my life but me. And so it's okay what those people think of me. And now as an adult, frankly, I'm like, it's none of my business. But that's really allowed me to move forward because this is my journey. This is my Renee Fry's life. And I'm in charge. And so that's why I don't mind what people think because I'm here to do what I want and to get the most, live my best life in this lifetime that I have here on earth this one time. And so, you know, if other people are concerned about me, that's frankly not my problem. It's their problem. So they can think whatever they want. And I just keep going. That's amazing. So I really needed this today because I am, <laughs> I'm a recovering people pleaser, 
right? So oh, I'm not like, <laughs> worry about everybody else and what everyone else thinks at the sacrifice of myself, right? And so yeah. I think there's a lot of people out there that are listening like, wow, I would love to have that superpower. And while I will never have that superpower, it's still inspiring to me that you can be super successful and, and, and feel that way, right? And not right. worry about everybody that you didn't get to that right. point because you were trying to please other people. Right. And don't get me wrong. I truly love people, but this is how I see every individual that I come into contact with is I see them for themselves and I appreciate and love them for who they are. And I feel like a lot of that is missing because like you talked about, you were surprised about my journey. This, these people that we meet, they might have daughters, they might have sons, they might have grandparents they have people in their lives that care about them. And so I try to give the same amount of love to everyone that I encounter. Wow. That's amazing. So I, I want to dive into this topic again, selfishly, because I need the, maybe the kick in the pants today, but um, you know, you talk about always take action. How do you, how does that fit into your life? How do you see that play out both in, in your career, right? And in, in your journey, but also you, engage with a lot of other people, right? That are on their own journeys. You have a unique oh, yep. perspective. How yep. do you see this play out? Like, like talk more about this topic. Yeah. So when I, when I help people take action, like through helping them get pay raises and promotions, what I typically find out is that, okay, we, it's like self-discovery. The person has to discover what they want to take action on. However, then they have to set a timeline to it. Because if we don't set timelines or dates to things, then it might fall off the list or you might get busy doing something else. So I think when you have a clear vision of what you want to achieve, you set it as a goal, but then you have to tie the time and the date around it of when you're going to have it done. Oh, Renee, are you still there? We lost you completely on audio. Oh, can you hear me? Now I can. Oh, weird. So you said there's a time and a place. I think that's where it cut out. Oh, so, okay. So when I work with people, helping them get pay raises and promotions or helping people find their future talent, what we have to figure out is what specifically they want to take action on. And then we have to set a date to it. So you have to have a date tied to your goal because otherwise it might fall off your to-do list or you might get busy doing something else. Mm -hmm. And if you have a clear goal with a date to it, tied to it, that will force you to take action on it. Got it. And so why do you think people struggle with this so much? Like myself included, like why do you think we struggle as humans? I think people try to take on too much. Like you wanna do everything and be everything. But really, I try to tell people, if you pick one to three goals every quarter or every year or every six months, that's good enough. And you just need to focus on the one thing, the top goal that you have, because chances are the other goals and everything else you want is a direct relation to that goal. And you're going to achieve it all when you just hit that one goal, because it all kind of filters down into the same categories and same um you know, the same things that you want to achieve. If you hit that one goal and you achieve it, there's a total trickle down effect and you're going to benefit from multiple other things that you wanted to achieve as well. 
And I think another thing that a lot of people struggle with is when you're in the the not so great times, right? When you're in your shittiest times, right? And you just feel like you're underwater, you can't get, and some people are feeling that right now too, is when you feel like you're in there, the last thing you want to do is take action, right? Right. So what's what's your guidance or what helps you personally when you you have to take that action? Because the only way you get out of that crappy place is to do something different, right? Is to take a step forward is how do you, how do you get the energy to do that? Like, what are the secrets? Well, I keep, I stay focused on my goal, but the first thing that I think about, and I learned this, I think from Napoleon Hill in his book, Think and Grow Rich, he talks about the people that were mining for gold and like they were one foot away from the gold. If they would have quit, they wouldn't have hit the gold. So I always say to myself when I'm in those icky, unmotivated situations is the gold is right on the other side. If I can get through this shitty time, if I just keep going, the gold will be there. It will show up. And so that's where it pushes me through. It's all about my mindset at that point. Yeah. And I think that's for so many of us. And I love Napoleon Hill. And so many of us, we think it's external factors that produce that stuck feeling, right? They get us stuck when really it's our own minds. They get us stuck. Yeah. And we just, you, we all have, I call them circumstances. We all have circumstances that will pop up. For example, I remember I had set a huge goal for my company and the first circumstance that popped up is we had to put my dog down. And I was like, okay, this is just a circumstance. Try to see the situation for what it is and not get totally sucked in and derailed, right? So I have to, yes, my dog died. I'm extremely sad. It's difficult. It's going to be painful and emotional over the next few weeks, but that shouldn't derail me into a tailspin. I have to see the situation as it is. And I like to try to see it from a full 360 because sometimes we don't, we only see situations from one side. So I try to sit down and just evaluate, okay, what is the, what is the circumstance? And then I evaluate it as a 360 and then I keep walking, moving forward. And that's the biggest thing is about, it's just one small thing. You know, I think people think that when they're in that point, they have to make a big change, right? Or they have to take a huge action to move themselves forward. And oftentimes it's in the small incremental actions. Oh, that's where I think people, I agree with you. That's where people get the greatest success is the small incremental consistent change. Absolutely. So what's a, what's a tip or, you know, a trick that you would just like right now, someone listening, they're going to get done listening to this podcast. Like what, what, what would you tell them to do one small thing to do? I would say write down your goals, everything you want to achieve and narrow it down to the top three things that are most important to you that you want to achieve. And then really sit down and think about, why is that goal important to you? You have to have emotion tied to that goal in order for you to really want to achieve it. Then I would say set a date for when you want to achieve that goal. And then after, right after that date, you schedule something as a reward for achieving that goal. That's what I, I don't know if it's that simple, but (laughs) my other tip is meditation, but No, I think that's good. It's so I was listening, I was actually driving back, I was out of town and I was listening to an audiobook and it, there, I had this epiphany on something kind of what you're saying is, is writing those down and then really determining your level of commitment to them 
Yes. Because I think, and I find myself doing this. This was where my epiphany was, is, you know, if, if you're truly committed to it, then nothing's going to get in your way. But if it's just something you want, then it, when it gets hard, that something will probably sideswipe it, right? You won't get it done. And the analogy that she gave in this book was, you know, I want to lose weight. How committed am I actually when it's, you know, zero degrees outside in the middle of winter and it's dark and I need to get up at 5 a.m. because that's the only time I can work out, right? How committed are you to do it when it gets hard? Not when it's easy and when the goals, right? It's the easy route to the goal is how committed are you? Have you actually made a decision that this is something that you, that you are going to do? Or is it just a, I would like for this to happen? Because it's a lot easier in that moment when it's hard to just say, ah, I'm fine, right? Or I'll just stay where I'm at. Or I'll just, you know, and so it was really about the commitment. And I found myself thinking, I have a lot of goals, but which ones am I actually like, blood, sweat, and tears committed to, it's a much smaller subset, right? Of those things that I'd like to get done. And, and that's where I think most of us lose our momentum. I agree. You're hundred percent true, Jamie. You've got to have that commitment. And like you said, I loved when you said blood, sweat, and tears, that's how strongly you have to feel about achieving that goal. Because then when you're emotionally tied to it and your commitment is there, you will achieve it. Yeah. And I have this perfect example. I have to, you know, I'm in the middle of the book process, right? This is my first time writing a book and, you know, everyone jokes about how you lose two years of your life doing this and they aren't kidding. Um, but <laughs> right. And, and so I got my first round of developmental edits back, right? So I gave them my baby. They took my baby and they gave my baby back and said, whoo, your baby's ugly. Like, right. I mean, it good. It's a, it's going to be a good book, but I've never experienced this kind of like, and it needs this. And it's not because I'm not an, I'm not an author per se. I'm not a writer professionally, but they gave it back. And it was like this humble pie of like, wow, there's a lot of work left to do. Like I thought we were closer than what we actually are. And what, you know, what my publisher said to me when I was kind of feeling down and out about it is she said, she said, how committed to, are you to this? right? Or is this enough to say, I don't really want to do this anymore, right? Is it because of the work and because of the, or she's like, how, how would you feel if someone else produced this book? And I'm like, no, 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 wait, this is my thing, right? And she was like, well, there you go, right? That's the commitment that you need to tap into to get through this super messy middle, right, of this book process that is hard for everyone. But it was really validating to say, no, like this is happening, right? Like no matter what I have to do, this is happening because I feel so strongly about it. I don't feel that strongly about every goal that I come up with, right? right? So I think it's just a good gut check for most of us to say, you know, if you're not taking action, maybe take a look at your commitment, right? How committed are you to that? Absolutely. So any other advice you work with so many leaders, right? As they're, they're thinking about changing or they're looking for new opportunities, like just any other advice that you would share with people that are listening that are just, that are in a self-reflection state right now, right? The, the world and the, everything that's happening to us, I think is pushing people into the self-reflection, you know, just, what guidance would you give them? I would say, don't let the circumstance like of the pandemic, don't let that slow you down. There's plenty of opportunity out there. And I want everyone to know they're not alone. So I coach a lot of career job seekers on, you know, job search strategy and interviewing and all sorts of things. 
And there's a common theme. Like I would say a lot of them are super frustrated with either their work situation or the jobs that they're in. And I would tell you, don't figure out what it is that you want to do and don't ever quit until you find it. And trust me, it is out there waiting for you. So even though, you know, work has changed and we all might be frustrated, but just because we, you know, it doesn't mean you can't change jobs. I hear people getting new jobs every single day and the opportunities are out there. So don't let one circumstance hold you back keep going on your endeavor to find what will make you happy because I, my wish for the world is that everyone loved their job as much as I do. So they feel like they never are working a day in their life. That is just an incredible feeling to have. I, that is a great reminder for all of us. And, you know, I tell my story of not early in my career, right. When I was just in that corporate environment and not that there's anything wrong with the corporate environment, but for me, it was like, this wasn't my dream. Right. And that you would hear stories about people that don't feel like they're working. Right. Or don't, it feels different when you're doing it and you're doing the right things. Right. That really give yeah. you that passion. And I was like, whatever, nobody <laughs> actually feels that way. Right. Because when you're in it, you're like, that's a bunch of fluffy crap that, you know, someone's like putting in a book, but then you get to that point where, and it's not every day, all day, right. There's stuff in the business that I have to do that is not exciting. Right. That doesn't energize me. But then right. the majority of the time, that's where I'm at. I've actually created that world for myself and I won't negotiate on it anymore. Right. I'm, I always say like, if I can't do this and do it in the way that I want to do it and the energy it gives me, then I'm just going to go get a steady paycheck somewhere else. Like, right. why am I doing this? Right. If it's right. not something that, and I think we can all look at that and just say, there's, there's gotta be more to it. And I think that's what people have realized during this time is it's, it's, we're digging deeper to say there is a greater purpose here and I'm just not okay just going through the motions. Absolutely. So that is a great reminder for us all. Great way to kind of end this. So Renee, if, if people are listening and they're like, I need to talk to her, I, I need some of what she has, right? that energy, or they, you want help, they want help in, in the career search or, or that whole area. What's the best way for them to get more information on how you can help them? Yep, you can go to talentq.net. Or you can find me on LinkedIn, Renee Fry, F-R-E-Y. And then if you have specific questions, I'm always answering questions for individuals. You can email cheers at careersandcocktails.com. Perfect. And I'm assuming they can get the podcast on all of the normal podcast places? Yep, absolutely. And we will make sure and include all the links to all of that info in the podcast notes so that people have got it when they want to go look for it. Thank you for being here and for sharing your wisdom and giving me a little dose of energy. Thank you for having me. I'm so Absolutely. grateful. And to our community, you know, hopefully this just helps. It, it's just one of those small shifts in your mind. That's the purpose of this podcast. So, so use these, share them. You know, if there's somebody in your life right now that is stuck from a career standpoint is reevaluating, they're not alone. And there are definitely people like Renee, like myself, that would be more than willing to help them think through this and move forward. Thanks everyone. Thanks so much for listening. If you like this episode, please click that little subscribe button so you get the latest episodes when we release them. And we would so appreciate a rating and a review. We'd love to hear from you on how these podcast topics are having an impact for you. 
And if you haven't subscribed to our newsletter, make sure and go to our website, keystonegroupintl.com to sign up.